Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Brother Sister Show for episode 80. This is a family owned and operated podcast where two siblings keep in touch by talking about movies. This week, we're talking about Livia's pick, Inside by Bo Burnham on Netflix. But before we get into that, what's new, Livia? What's happening? How are you? I'm good. Um, <clears throat> saw new movies this weekend for the first time in a while. Went to okay. the movies. Oh, I saw A Quiet Place Part 2. Oh. Thoughts? <sighs> okay, it, spoiler alert. I, I don't I guess go ahead like a minute. I don't know. Um, I was very disappointed. I could see Borderline that. Borderline annoyed. Because it had so much going for it. <laughs> it had a lead up that's really good. The first movie oh, yeah. was very good. Um, Killian Murphy, come on. And I, I, they just fumbled it. I also love how <laughs> I leaned over to Sebastian and I was like that. The second kid or the one that yeah. was in Honey Boy, I was like, oh, my God, he looks so much older than the first N- one. Noah Jupe. <laughs> yeah, he looks it's like glaring, especially because he had the same outfit on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so fucking Ooh. old. When his uh, when his foot, that Holy one. Holy shit. I will say I got scared a lot, like because it was just loud. But yeah, that scared. That was like so. Oh, I, I can't even fucking imagine. I'd be like, you know what? Just kill me. <laughs> <laughs> There's no point. Yeah, there, I, I, this is where I end. Um, <clears throat> but the end was just so like. It, it it was really annoying. I understand cliffhangers, but this one was not earned. They just like, it felt like. They were like, well, I, we don't really know how to end it. So it was just like, stop. Exactly. Yeah, I think you said it last episode where you, where you had read a review or said, saw something that was like, where it's a, it's just the second act for, like, it, it didn't have any good resolution. Exactly. And I was talking to Homer about it because Homer liked it. And so he was like, well, why, like, if they have a third movie, why do you need an ending for this one? And I said, well, because you have to, like, movies are not just, I hate when, a movie just feels like a setup for another one. Yeah. And I don't know, I was hoping people were just being dramatic, but it really was like that. Like it just like ended out of nowhere. There was no like, and Homer was like, well, what did you want? I said, I, I would have liked to see them at least reunite and something happen. Right. I, I don't know. Just anything. I just don't, it was so many questions. It, I don't know. Just <laughs> it, it kind of felt like the, like a, the end of a walking dead season, you know, like early, <laughs> walking dead season like exactly. that's that was or a season finale the, it was not even the end of the season it felt like the end of like you know then when they take a break for winter oh yeah like, like a mid-season break exactly and so i don't know that just really annoyed me and then so that was like meh and then another meh movie was the conjuring the yeah. newest one the devil made me do it <laughs> <laughs> i feel like i have to say it like that i can't just say Conjuring three, the devil made me do it. Or <laughs> I have to like right. say it in one little breath. Um, I, a lot of people hyped it up on TikTok, or not a lot of people, like a few people, um, where somebody said they thought it was the best Conjuring, and uh, now I'm like, who? How? How dare you? Um, and then oh, there was something I that was annoying to me about that movie specifically, but I already forgot what it was. I don't know. There was a few cup, like a, a few good scares at the beginning, but then it just got boring. Spoiler, um, I guess kind of, but the uh, 
I was pretty drunk when I watched it. Yeah. Um, because I was supposed to get through it. <laughs> no, no, no. But I was just like, I just kept on making all these jokes, and because um, normally I'd be I'd be quiet during a movie. You know, I don't want to like ruin because I was watching it with Kayla, my roommate. Mm-hmm. But the the witch, the like main antagonist, was looked exactly like Matthew Gray Goobler. I don't know who that is. <laughs> I think it's Goobler. <laughs> Goobler. The Did guy you from get a uh, look at her, the dad, the priest that like it was a oh another spoiler I guess that surprised that was her dad, his accent. Oh, very could, creepy. The, yeah, well, no, I I loved it. <laughs> that was the only thing that made the movie to me. Also, I mean, I don't know. I get they're real people, so I don't want to be like shitty, but like I don't care about Ed and Lorraine's relationship that much, y'all. Right. Like, I, if you're gonna promise me demons, then just focus on that shit. Yeah, it was kind of like disappointing. Oh, he's in uh, Criminal Minds before we leave too. Before we get too far away. <laughs> I don't see it at all, but sure. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. It was really funny. Oh, one thing about... Um, I forgot to bring up about The Quiet, uh, quiet Place. <laughs> that scene at the beginning when the bus is coming towards her and she has to back up. Mm-hmm. I looked at Sebastian and said, if me, if I'm ever in that situation with our children, I just want you to know right now that we would we would all be dead <laughs> because there's no fucking way. Instantly. I can't even so what- back into a parking spot. <laughs> <laughs> there's a on just whatever's in- expected from people in the apocalypse is so it, it would be so annoying to me i'd be like i don't even want to be here and i have to back into a fucking i'm so cl- road i'm so clumsy i wouldn't i would die immediately yeah also noise. i saw somebody on tiktok that was like i i kind of admire but i also don't understand people's in a in, a pop, in apocalyptic movies people's will to live Oh yeah. Like if you if you know that zombies exist, I don't know if I want to be in that world. Do you know what I mean? Like <laughs> I don't know, maybe I'd fight. But either way, I'm sorry I interrupted you, but I just needed to <laughs> talk about that. No, no, it's fine. I was just gonna say the way that they filmed it, there's a on YouTube, John Krasinski gives like a breakdown of it. And the way they filmed that scene, very cool. It's like a robotic camera and it actually like broke during it. But I go check it out. It's really cool. That's it about that. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, John Krasinski, I, I, he has. A, I think he has another chance with the third one because obviously there's gonna be a third one. Yeah. Um, uh, I don't know. They kind of they kind of fumbled it right now. To me, I don't really. I'm not really that interested in watching the next one. But whatever. What I really want to know is well, first how you're doing, and then two, um. How was searching? Yeah. Well, not much has happened. Just been working. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, we'll talk about searching because I don't really have anything new. Um, searching, very good. I'm glad you liked it. Oh, there was one thing I wanted to say. It just like the whole thing is like the detective was so dumb. Mm-hmm. Didn't cover her tracks whatsoever. I mean, she thought she did. But I, I liked it. Um, man, there was something I wanted to say specifically about it. I should have wrote, wrote it down. But <laughs> I thought it was just very overall surprising. 
And I thought it did a really good job of misle- I hate or I love when movies mislead you so many times. Oh yeah, with the with the uncle with yeah. some online person. Online the uncle thing, yeah. I was like, fuck. <laughs> I was like, that's no, no. And I also I, I just really admire the way they did it on screen because after Unfriended, I was like, well, how else can you do this? Right. And have it be interesting. One thing I but saw because so I rented it on Prime, and you know, like they give the fun facts. One of them was that because th- this movie came out obviously in like other countries, mm-hmm. so for countries that don't speak English or English isn't the native language, they like refilmed all of that, matched all the keystrokes to fill the language, and it was like four or five different languages, like Russian. Spanish. So like they did all of that. Holy shit. Which is like painstaking. <laughs> like, I can't even imagine doing that once. But they did a pretty good job. I think we've talked about it. I think we started the podcast complaining about fake UI, fake apps with Stuber. Oh but yeah. They did a good job. Uh I don't know if that website, the like cam one that they used is actually real, but that was pretty good. Um, yeah, it's hard to get it like right you know yeah exactly i really i think the smart thing they did too was the opening i loved the opening i remember what i was gonna say it just like the immediate setup and like killing off the (laughs) the wife just Mm -hmm. reminded me of up Mm -hmm. (laughs) like exactly like up (laughs) and i think they did it too to where I really like they used it feels like very smart in that they used every single part of a like computer. Right. Where I think the first part was her. I think it was her starting the. Mm-hmm. Um, the like family computer. Com- yeah. Like, and then I think out. they deleted it or something or they made a new one or whatever. Just really cool like that. And I don't know if you looked in the fun facts or if you've if you're wanting to watch it again, but there's a lot of stuff, like little clues that lead you to what what the ultimate end is. Um I was gonna say spoiler alert, but it's been out for so long. But there's one part that I caught the second time I'd seen it, and I was very proud of myself. Is during the beginning, they show the mom saying, like, I think she like is making notes or adding people to her contacts. And she adds the cop or either the cop or her husband to oh. the contact. And then it says daughter son is whatever that kid's name is. Um, I think he has a crush on and whatever the daughter's name was. Mm. That's cool. I was like, oh. <gasps> what is that? And then like not too far, like maybe 20 minutes after that, uh, when he goes to the lake or maybe it's a little longer. And she's like, he didn't tell her that she was or that he was at the lake. She was like, uh, like you're at the lake already or something like that. Mm. You know, where if he was not, I mean, obviously he was distraught because who wouldn't be in that situation? But if he had just like taken a second, he was like, I, I, I never told you that I was at a lake, you know. I, I really like the, the attention to detail with, with this movie. It was good. I enjoyed Very it. Very good. A lot of twists. And then my favorite thing, too, is when they have a twist 
And then like the big twist is obviously that she covered up for her son. But then the, another twist is when they're about to, about to go, like, I think arrest the kid or they're going. Oh, um, yeah. And then he's like, oh, fuck, it's been raining. And so they go back. Ugh. Very feel good so moment because you're I like, there's hope. <laughs> there's hope. Yeah. So good. I love that movie. Nobody talks about it enough. I feel like maybe people yeah. do. I just don't know who does, but highly recommend. <laughs> I heard a lot about it when it came out, but I just never, I don't know. I just think I just saw the, maybe a still from it. I don't know if it was the actual poster, but it just reminded me mm-hmm. of Unfriended and it kind of took like. Unfriended is not bad. No, no, not at all. But it's just like, well, what else can you do? But they did really well, especially integrating towards the end, the whole like news um, yeah. and like all that other footage, that other B-roll so exactly. you weren't just stuck on a his computer or, or the other computer screens, but you you were a little bit and the live up. stream of the funeral, like all that shit was cool. Yeah, that was very upset with that company. <laughs> <laughs> She's not dead. Um, Wild. Good movie. I do yeah. want to mention. I don't, I don't think we mentioned it last time. I haven't seen it, but because uh, I, I was looking at the notes for this episode, but. Paddington is no longer 100% on really? Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah. Um, I'm surprised you don't know this. Yeah. A bad review from like 2017 uh, docked it down to 99% on Rotten Tomatoes. So I don't think it's the lead anymore. What the fuck? <laughs> I've never even seen it. <laughs> so oh, I thought, you'd, I thought you'd no. seen it. I just know that a lot of people, I think it's one of those that like people hype it up so much yeah yeah well that's one of them and i know it's probably it probably is going to be one of the best movies i've ever seen but another thing is that i have to watch the first one yeah so i don't know uh one day i'll watch it we'll see but what is number one again citizen kane uh i hope not i hate that movie (laughs) (laughs) uh let me look it up you're going to have the Citizen Kane stands at your throat. Do those exist? <laughs> They're all dead, I think. Uh, <laughs> um, oh, these are... I think this is... I'm seeing It Happened One Night for 99%. It came out in 1934. It Happened that One is, Night. That doesn't seem right. <laughs> Okay, let me, I think that's probably. Uh... No, yeah, I think that's it. Well, you know it has a hundred percent. Inside. Sure does. It's not a movie, though. Technically. Yeah, that's what made me uh, think of it. Mm-hmm. I'm ready to talk about it. I'm ready. Let's do it. <laughs> Inside is a new comedy special shot and performed by Bo Burnham alone over the course of the past year. Like I just said, directed, directed and written by Bo Burnham, starring Bo Burnham. Critics gave it a nine point nine out of ten on IMDb. A hundred percent on Rotten Tomatoes. I'm so used to like the points. IMDb. I know this one just said nine out of ten. <laughs> just, just uh, I don't know. Ninety-eight percent on Metacritic. <laughs> Um, fun fact, this movie came out a week after my birthday, so 
It's so new that there's no other fun facts, but there you go. <laughs> there were some other fun facts, but nothing. Of yeah, well, norm- really. normally we do like the this came out the same day as I couldn't blah, 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 find but... where I, I yeah, I on IMDb it just said 20, 2021 and I was like, well, whatever. So it's not technically a movie. So like even if we did do that, right. It wouldn't be competing with other movies that came out. So whatever. All right. Well, I figured we could just go through some of the songs because it's basically, I mean, it's, it has a through line. Um, and it has sure. a certain structure um, that I found. I didn't, I had to like read some sources and like reviews and stuff, but apparently it does have an actual like timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think it would just be best to just go through each song. I don't know if you're going to, I don't know if you can put a clip of each. Maybe not. Uh, probably not. I probably, I might won't. <laughs> I might won't. I don't know. This is going to be a weird one because, uh, like none of the clips are on YouTube, I think, except for, uh, internet. The Welcome to the internet. Cause it's on actual, oh, it's on I Bo saw... Burnham's and Netflix has the rights to it. So they're not putting it anywhere. Oh, and I also saw that they have, they put FaceTiming my mom. Oh, okay. FaceTime with my mom. They put that on YouTube, I think. I mean, if not, whatever. But you can just watch it yourself. Um, so first, let's talk about the... I, I don't know if this is the right name for it, but let's just talk about the opening song. So I, I don't know if you had any notes about this one, but I watched it. So I've seen it three times already. I watched it a third time today, and something that I caught... Um, is that he, well, not like a Easter egg, like if you just listen to the fucking <laughs> song and you understand it. Um, but what I didn't notice, because I didn't know that his full name, I mean, I guess I should have known his name is not Bo, um, but I didn't know that his legal name is Robert. Oh, is it? Kayla's asking me, and I was like, I guess it's, it's yeah. Bo. And so he refers to himself in the song as Robert. So in the line, he says, Robert is depressed, which already sets up this idea that Bo is who we see on screen. And he, him referring to Robert is basically telling the audience like, Hey, this is not, this is not me. You know, this is a performance that I'm giving you guys. And he says it, I don't know how many times he has to say this to people for them to actually understand it because when I went on TikTok, which, I mean, Twitter is talking about it, but it's mainly, I keep seeing so many TikToks about it. I've seen and, a lot. Yeah. And it bothers me that even after this, after everything he's made, I feel like Make Happy was before this, right? So I feel like that yeah. one, this special, all of these specials, he's basically begging people to be like, hey, the people, the person you see that's performing for you is a performance. You guys don't know me and you guys will never know me. <laughs> and people just still they still feel like they know Robert when he's constantly saying, this is Bo, this is not Robert. And sure. He's showing you a lot of vulnerability, like physically, like physically in the fact that he's naked in this, but also metaphorically because he's sharing his, basically his mental breakdown during quarantine, but he's still editing that for our consumption. And so I just, I don't know how, what he has to do for people to understand that you only know Bo which is a highly edited and created person that presents what Robert is creating. You don't know. Cause people are like, well, Bo, he, he must be so depressed. I'm worried about him. Like he, he was able to make this and he was able to give it to Netflix. You know, he's able to do all the shit. He's fine. 
I did all of this by himself. I mean, and even he, then, if he's not fine, you don't know. It's just it's, it's insane that people are like any sort of critique that he's getting on this. People are getting so upset being like, well, he's depressed. Like, well, first of all, I'm sure. I mean, it's very obvious that he has battled with some sort of depression, but I would be so angry if I made something and people were like, oh, yeah, Olivia's depressed. Like, I'm not I'm, I have depression, but I'm not currently depressed right now. So can you please stop acting like, you know, who I am? Right. Yeah, it just creates that. Uh, I forgot the the exact word, but it's like that one way relationship. Exactly. Where and a big. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go on. No, no, I was just like he can't know everyone. Like, there's no possible way for him to make a genuine connection with the people who watch it. But exactly. As someone who watches his content, you know, like these are very, very sensitive and vulnerable topics that he's talking about and sharing. And I just, I feel like it's hard for a lot of people to make that dis or not disconnect, but disconnect from themselves from the material. Yeah. But I think that's when he's saying that's his whole commentary about the internet is Mm -hmm. like, well, first of all, is the fact that he's readily available to you and the fact that you can watch all of his stuff, everything that he's done, You can see every interview he's been in. You can see all these things that you create and you put into this vision of who you think this Bo person is, but you still don't know him. Right. It creates like dangerous situation, not dangerous, but it creates weird situations. And the first one I can think of with another comedian is what's happening to John Mulaney. It's very fucking weird because people have this weird ownership and this weird like anger towards him because he's getting a divorce People get divorced all the goddamn time and they think because he like they just need to look into the anger that they actually have. And it's not that he ruined his marriage because it doesn't matter what he did in his marriage because it doesn't affect you. It's that he people think he created this sort of vision of an unproblematic white man. Right. And then he's cracking it in in front of their eyes by just living his life, by going to rehab, by getting a divorce, by dating somebody else, allegedly. All this is allegedly because we don't fucking know him. It's just like, it's so weird to see it happening in front of our eyes. And I'm seeing it happening to Bo Burnham. And it's so weird, especially coming out from a special that's literally telling people, you don't know me. (laughs) And the stuff that I that I you see about me, I am editing it and I'm giving it to you and I'm presenting it to you. <laughs> I've worked oh, over a year on this to create this vision of myself for you. Or just the vision of what year. I'm going through. Right. And even like if you even think about the scenes where he does like where he breaks down. So like there's two I can think of where the first one, it's like kind of during the the second act after the intermission where it starts to go downhill Uh where he is trying to tell people that he's been doing this for a year (laughs) and he was trying to only do it for like six months and he starts and he gets angry at himself and he pushes stuff. He, he set up that shot, (laughs) you know, like maybe he didn't know he was going to do exactly that, but like he, he decided to set it up that way. Or when he's sobbing. Yeah, that one too. Like, I'm not trying to say it's not genuine. I'm pretty, I'm, it looks pretty genuine. Yeah. But he's still, he's still, (laughs) it's a choice for him to leave that in and to show it to us. 
He, he pressed the record button for sure. Exactly. And I'm not trying to say, I don't know, this sounds like strange because I don't want to make it sound like I think he's manipulating us. I don't think that at all. I think he's just trying to, it just makes me so angry when somebody is trying to like <laughs> hammer something home where they're like, hey, I'm glad that you take something from this, but I just want you to know that like, I'm still where I'm, I'm still a person and I'm still trying to work shit out for myself. And like, there's so many things he does in that he does for that with this special. And I just feel like people are just not getting it. Like, did nobody see that the whole scene of him reacting to himself? Did nobody (laughs) pay attention to that? Like, that's what he's trying to do. It just makes me so angry, but it's okay. (laughs) Whatever. But (laughs) when he, when he holds the knife, He's yeah, talking about his content. Too. Like he's holding us hostage, right? Because I don't know. Because I feel like it's also a, a reflection of us. Like he probably feels that way when he's making stuff for us. Because he's like, when he's making something, and it took him a year to make this, so he's kind of dangling content in front of us, and we're yeah. like, please give it to us. And on the other side, <laughs> we're holding him hostage because we are the one who's we're the people who are creating this environment where he feels like he needs to lock himself in a room for a year to make something good right so it's it's all (laughs) it's all toxic it's all you know it's all shitty but again for all these people saying they feel bad or worried about him i'm not i mean i don't feel bad and i'm not worried about his mental state because he's obviously fine he's tweeting so he's fine guys (laughs) Um, but it's the state of people who are just completely miss the point of the special um, that are worrying me and i feel like he's also trying to tell us that so that's why i love this opening song all right do you have any thoughts about this song i don't really remember it. i haven't watched <laughs> i watched it a couple of days ago i'd have to re-listen because I, I mainly listen to the other songs back to back but well this song is like not even a minute long i just that i, I really liked that one line because it made me think of all of this where i was like yeah I mean, of course, he's referring to himself with his like actual name. I don't know. It just it's very interesting. Yeah. Next, let's talk about comedy and Mm. how he's trying to save the world with comedy. So if there's anything that well, first of all, I think my favorite thing about these songs, because his typical songs, I feel like they have a message and they like there's not really any sort of interpretation that you have that you have to reflect on it but these songs feel way more introspective and it feels like in a way he's giving us a blank canvas like like any good art does where they're giving us a blank canvas or they're giving us a mirror so that we can like reflect our own feelings onto these songs Mm -hmm. so i guess that's kind of a disclaimer of my notes are not saying this is what he meant it's just what i took from it and how i felt after listening to it so for this one if there's anything that this year has taught me it's just that nothing matters. <laughs> like, yeah. and that, I mean, that can be really scary, but it can also be kind of freeing because I mean, you think about it, especially like my job where I get to be creative, but like, and I get to kind of help people, but like, it, it doesn't really matter. This podcast, I love doing it. I think it's great for our sanity and people that watch it. I hope they like it, but like it doesn't, it, it doesn't matter. Um, and he's right that thinking your art or what you make will change the world is very pretentious. And we should just be honest about why we do it. It's it's all for ourselves. I mean, we're doing this podcast because we want people to listen, but like it all just stems to us wanting to do it for ourselves. Yeah. The whole, like, uh, if you smell burnt toast, you know, just call me and I'll tell you a joke. Yeah. Or if your house is burning down, 
<laughs> call me and I'll tell you a joke. Like it, it sure it, it'll probably change a person's life, maybe. But yeah. But that itself, like I mean, watching this, I think it did change stuff in me or change the way I think about things. But like, if I think about it, I don't know if any sort of person changed my life other than myself because I still make the choice to change my life. You know. Yeah, yeah. You, you do with the things that are that impact you what you will yeah he also i love that he calls just a ton of people out with this entire special um but most importantly he calls himself out because he basically just wrote an entire song about how performative about performative activism and i really love that he gives the answer by asking like well should he give away his money and he's like <laughs> no because he shuts it down instantly because i feel like that is the answer to a lot of things where well, how are we going to fix this? How are we going to fix the pandemic? Time and money. That's all we need is money. Yeah, just throw money at it. But no. <laughs> yeah, I don't know if you had anything else for this song either, but... No, they're mainly later ones. <laughs> okay. Um, the next one is That's How... The, I think it's called That's How the World Works, but that's mm. where he brings out the sock puppet. Socko. Um, and I, the only thing I have to say about this is this song sort of speaks for itself so if you just this is one of his like it feels like an old or a very classic Bo Burnham song Mm -hmm. um but one of my favorite things that this song has created is a trend on TikTok where woke white people use the audio to show how woke they are and it just perfectly misses the point so it's basically you know how he how Sokka goes on a whole like you know what we are taught in school is racist and classist and just all this stuff about all they, they like clip that and they basically like are i think they're bringing or they make like povs of like my teacher asked me what my opinion is or something like that oh, no exactly i have <laughs> not seen these um i'll send some to you but it's a bunch of those and it's a bunch of white people and they cut out that whole part where he's like it's not about you you get, yeah, just, like, you either get with it or you shut the fuck up and so they're just like it's like they just did it they just miss they listen to that part where they say that where he says that the fbi killed mlk and then they just like don't listen to the other fucking part where they're yeah, like hey it, it's not about you shut the fuck up five seconds later it just like completely disproves their entire point that's that's sad it's, it's <laughs> that's hilarious because if you go to the audio on, I'll say, I'll try to find one and send it to you. Oh, uh, it's you a lot of the them. audio. There's, it's just like there's. Mm. I saw other videos. I, I haven't seen those specifically, but the videos I saw were people scrolling through that audio, and it's oh. just a bunch of white people <laughs> and people like, uh, holy just shit, trying to make themselves this, feel better. The point just went way over your head. They probably didn't even uh, watch it. They just just heard the sound and was like, yeah, let's let's roll with it. I bet the government <laughs> did. <laughs> Wow. Yeah. That's that's terrible. Very sad. All right. Speaking now let's of go white women. <laughs> white women's Instagram. So I the one thing I love about this song, because another one that I I feel like it's pretty self-explanatory when you watch it, but maybe not. Um well actually maybe not because a lot of people were pissed about it, because people were accusing him of being misogynistic. People were like, Why are you just making fun of white women when it's a white people problem? All this stuff, but 
<laughs> another thing of like they're just miss they're missing the point um people are really telling on themselves with some of their critique of this special let me tell you that yeah i don't know so, about the white women song <laughs> yeah i mean i i i kind yeah. of knew too when i watched it i was like oh yeah a bunch of people are going to be pissed about this because they're just not going to understand it but i think a good i, I this is one of those two where I, i'm going to take some Asako's advice where he's like, it, it's exhausting to explain this to people if they don't understand it. Um, but one thing I do love, and the reason I was so confused why people didn't like it was that moment where he posts, where the post of this white woman that he's playing, she posts about her mom and it's a very like actually nice and um, touching post. And it's the only time during this whole thing, not the entire special, but this song, that the aspect ratio changes. So it widens from a square and it widens like across the whole screen as she's opening up. So the frame opens up as she does. But then, of course, once it does that and it shows you all of the, it opens it up, it shows you who, what the setup and all that. Um, but then as she's done and she's like going back to her regular scheduled, you know, racially insensitive posts, it just like closes up again. So I thought that was a really cool way to show how basically they're doing what he does. They're, they have two sort of personalities where there's one that is very performative. They're performative in how they set up their shots. They're performative in, you know, putting a, Lord of the Rings quote and misattributing it to Martin Luther King Jr. Like all these things that they're doing that they think is good, but it's actually harmful and it's actually not do actually, it's not, not doing really anything. Um, but yeah, but he sort of gives her, and somebody brought up a good point where he gives like the way he, when he does that, he gives her some sort of like, um, I don't know if levity is the right word, but basically giving her another dimension. But when you open in the aspect ratio and you, you would think that you would see a green screen or you'd see something, but it's still polished. So she's still, when she's opening up, it's still in a very, um, contrived way. So, yeah. Yeah. And people said there's a lot of like religious meaning to it too. And I was like, I didn't get that, but sure. I think guess cause he said, is it heaven or a white woman's Instagram? I was like, I thought yeah. that was a joke, but I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. I, yeah. I all these songs bangers, very and good. just aesthetically, very amazing and very impressive that he did this. I'm just like I while, while I was watching it, I was just imagining his Amazon cart while he was ordering <laughs> all this stuff. Just like, yeah, he's like, sweaters, well, I want to do the white woman Instagram, but I have to wait for that <laughs> unicorn onesie. So I don't know. When I'm gonna be able to finish that scene. Next week. Next week I'll I'll finish the pumpkin scene. And I hate that I liked a lot of those pictures. Yeah, have you seen the like oh he really got me? And oh, it's like I've, side yes, by side. I fucking love those. And there's some that are like scary how how accurate how much he got them. Yeah. Like the one where he's like up against the blinds like that. And there's <laughs> so many I was like, why are y'all taking pictures like that? <laughs> it's just like template, I guess. They would yeah. Hilarious. So good. I think that's what they're upset about because they're like mad at him. They're like, that's misogynistic. And at the same time, they're like deleting all those pictures from their Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Did you guys tell him? Who told him? <laughs> Who the fuck said I, something? 
I want, I want to talk about um, a song I think happens before the next one you want to talk about, mm-hmm. which is Welcome to the Internet. Um, yes. My favorite song, I think. Well, uh, yeah. I don't know. A lot of these songs slap Absolute banger. They're all so good. There's none that I'm like, I want to pass it up. Like even the yeah. Jeffrey Bezos ones, even part one and part two, fucking slap. The like seventies or eighties, you know, like electronic. We did just- it. That made me laugh so hard. <laughs> um, but welcome to the internet. I, it's something. I mean, the whole purpose of the song is just how ridiculous the internet has gotten. You can find anything and everything, and it's all there at the same exact time. It's something I think about quite a bit. And it's just so perfect that he managed to fit it in like a, you said it, it sounded like a Disney song, but to Disney me it sounds like, song. yeah, it sounds like a, a circus song almost like, a, like you're walking. Mm-hmm. I really want somebody to animate circus. it. Yeah. With the glasses too. Mm-hmm. And the, the evil laugh. Yeah. I, I could definitely see the. A circus um, would be a good, I mean, I think it's a Disney movie. And I think a circus is a good way to have it where it's like a bunch yeah. of acts coming out. Mm-hmm. Exactly. I I everything. <laughs> I, I love, I love everything about this one specifically because I mean, the lighting, all the, all the projector uh, projection, uh, the, the cuts when it's, it goes from that, you know, wide to behind him when he's like uh, changing. And I know he does this in a lot of other, uh, his other songs i think it's either make happy or i don't remember the one before that one what or it's a song where he talks about like the devil and he's like talking to god but in this one it's like he's talking about all the different articles or all the stuff you can find and it's mm-hmm. like kill your mother oh you and should it's like, kill right your mom your <laughs> <laughs> yeah that, it just it gets me every single time and then I where it's whenever like, I get into like hyper focus, that's exactly what it's like where I'm like, right. well, I can just search up if I have cancer right now. So might as well do it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, I feel like a lot of this is a, a lot of the entire special is like, it is, is I called out a lot of the things that I've thought during the pandemic. And I, I don't think that's a completely, unique thing to me i feel like a lot of people resonate with within why it's so such a good specials it's extremely relatable yeah and i feel like one thing i mean the thing i will say i think the main reason i love this special i mean one is that it has the music is fucking amazing like i I just want to have it in my in the background all the time because the music is so good and like problematic like there's some that we're not going to talk about that i think are just like amazing songs like problematic is so good oh um, yeah i'm turning 30 the music video like where he's all <laughs> wet so weird <laughs> and then um sexting is really good too like every time he says a a at&t it makes me uh, laugh so much and the little like the just the music itself is so good. I'm like, how the fuck did he do this by himself? I just will never understand how he did this. But I don't know because I have some of the. I mean, like the new mic. I have some of the stuff that he used. 
I mean, very, very tiny amount, but mm-hmm. it's just like, well, how, how? And I mean, that's a feat within itself, just the way he did it. Like, I feel like there's certain songs like that one. Uh, well, the whole, the whole reason I got into this tangent is because I feel like the bit, the, my favorite thing about this is that it's making me. And I think a lot of people, um, I think specifically mentally ill people, but just people in general feel very understood mm-hmm. in a way that's not talking down. And so I feel like that's why when we first talked about doing this, I told you how a lot of people were like, well, I don't know if I want to watch it because I'm scared it's going to like put me in a spiral. And when I first watched it, I think it kind of not in the spiral, but I was like, yeah, ooh, this is a little much, especially the next song I'm going to talk about. But yeah. But then I watched it today. I watched it for the second time with mom and Homer. And then I watched it again today. And I was like, fuck, I think this is like more of a comfort to me now. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. It's definitely a comfort. Um, well, let's just get into the next song because I think that's the meat of that discussion. Yeah. So funny feeling is <laughs> I, that this is one where I was like, how the fuck did he do that how did he know <laughs> exactly because i think i, I think so th- i have a favorite song and then i have a song that i relate to a lot or that spoke to me the most but this is my favorite song and especially <laughs> when you're dealing with just like a myriad of shit going on in your brain i feel like saying a funny feeling is just a great way to describe it um and i'd never really understood how to until this song um because it really made me think specifically of the winter storm because <laughs> it has to, um, a lot of this has to do with um a lot of this special has to do with dread and i think a lot of that has to do with the world ending meaning like you know global warming but um so like <laughs> here here we were in the middle of a pandemic um and i i was I was starting to feel comfortable. However, you, however comfortable you could feel in a pandemic, I was starting to feel better, better about it. I was starting to understand the rules of it because I'm a very, like, I, I like to stick to rules. And so I knew those rules and I knew the world that I lived in. And then the storm happened. And then I started to get that same funny feeling that I had at the beginning of the pandemic. Mm-hmm. And I think I even said it on this podcast, but I, I truly, I had so many times during like even i think just the way he set up the shot just how dark it was the forest like that's that just felt like that whole era of this year to me but yeah i i had so many moments but i remember one specifically where i truly was like this is never going to end like i knew in my head i mean it's texas so it's gonna end for at least like it's gonna end sometime but it truly felt like it was never going to end and it was probably the most which is like weird to say but it during a pandemic again but it was the most hope hopeless i'd ever felt like probably in my life and so the line that he says when he says hey what can you say we were overdue but it'll be over soon you'll wait i think that's because at first i was like does he believe that like does he believe it's actually going to be over soon and does that mean like it's going to get better does that mean the world's going to end Um, but I, what I think it is now, at least to me, is that it's a lie that we tell ourselves to get through it because it seems like the song is just about having the funny feeling Uh and like understanding that you're getting it because you're like, at least for me, whenever I have that funny feeling, what I start to do is like 
my the first spiral is starting to go on the internet, starting to try to figure out how I can help, like all these things. And so I I just think that lie I told myself all the time that it's going to get over, like it's going to be over, we'll be fine. But in reality, the storm is going to happen again. <laughs> and whether that's <laughs> a literal storm, whether it's my next panic attack, whether it's a positive COVID test, like whatever that next funny feeling is going to be, I feel like it's just never going to end. <laughs> and the funny feeling is not the thing happening, but it's the acknowledgement of it, it going to happen and that you're going through it and that you're going through whatever de- depressive episode is happening or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Damn. Well, <laughs> this song to me, specifically the line, I mean, all of it's really funny and good. <laughs> that line where he talks about carpool karaoke and Steve Aoki. <laughs> Maybe last Logan word. Paul, yeah. Oh, yeah. But he says, total disassociation, full out, fully out of your mind, Googling derealization, hating what you find. That, I shit you not, <laughs> that's exactly what happened to me. Because I... um. I did that. I Googled derealization because I was trying to figure out what was happening to my brain, what was happening to me. And I was like, oh, that's not good. <laughs> like, that describes exactly what's happening. Like, I just looked up, you know, like, symptoms of what was happening and uh, found derealization. And it it wasn't. It wasn't happy. And it's just, <laughs> it it's crazy because I feel like... I don't know. I feel like the the pandemic has has created that for me, or maybe it, maybe it was there all along, and it took the pandemic for me to realize the derealize. But mm-hmm. I don't know. It's just really weird. I didn't Google it until after you you mentioned it, and I was like, oh shit. <laughs> I also don't yeah. like this because I feel like, yeah, it's like you're getting called out. Yeah, but but you like you sought it out. Um, but then again, you're like, oh shit, somebody else did that. And if weirdly does, it makes you feel better. Yeah, exactly. Bo, Bo got it. Um, really did. A great song. And then did I don't, you, I don't know, know. did you, was the next one you want to talk about the possible ending song? Yeah, that was it. I yeah. do want to say a quick mention of, um, I think it's called hands up. Yeah, yeah, put your hands up. So that one, I liked it a lot, but I think that one I, I didn't understand. And so I looked it up, and apparently it's a, it's like supposed to be, because the tint is blue during that, um, and the his, his voice is pitched down a lot, apparently yeah. it's supposed to represent depression. And so yeah, that's why he's that. like, come on in, the water's fine. Like, you know, he's trying to tell you to like party, basically. Like, put your hands up and right. all that stuff. Oh. I thought that was interesting. I need to listen. That's the only one I didn't listen to again. We may need to listen to it again, but I like I like the cadence. Like, yeah. Me, I like that. That's oh, and fun. I really like, there is one line that I stuck in my head, actually, where he says, well, there's a couple where he says, like, you say the ocean's rising like I give a shit. You say <laughs> the world is, or you tell me the world is ending, honey, it already did. I like that one a lot, too, because... Especially, I feel like during 
when the pandemic first started, I am I have such high anxiety that I was already like, yeah, we're all gonna die. You know, like I was preparing for it. I was preparing for myself to die. I was pre- I was preparing for a lot of stuff. And then people were like, wait, this is real. And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> I, I just don't. Uh, now I'm I'm assuming he's talking about anxiety during that too, because that's what I'm realizing now too, is that's a lot of anxiety is, and a lot of people don't have this where they always think about the worst case scenario. Like I'm always literally, I'm always thinking about the worst case scenario. That's your base, base yeah. level. Yeah. So it's interesting, but all right. Possible ending song. I didn't realize I'd have a lot of thoughts about this one, but would you like to go first? Yeah. I just, I just mainly want to talk about, uh, uh, visually how perfect this is. Cause I don't know exactly how this was filmed, but I imagine uh, he filmed the first part pretty early. Mm-hmm. Um, and the fact that as this song progresses, it fades out and you can see him at the end of it. And I don't know. That's, that's so smart. I wish I could have come up with something like that. That's just the entire thing. I was just, Happy that I saw it, but upset that I didn't make it. I'm very you know? upset. Especially because I feel like I should have, like, there's so many things where I'm like, this is, he's describing exactly how I feel. Like, especially, I mean, it's a really good ending song in that he brings up, he like says, repeats a lot of the um, lyrics from songs before. Like there was one song, I think it was called, inside or something it was when he was just recording like there was no production it was just him like singing a song on the floor mm-hmm. um yeah, yeah yeah and he talks about reverting to the isolation that he experienced when he was a kid again now because we're in uh quarantine but um and something i read online is that it feels like in, in the song in the ending song um it feels like he's upset at himself for letting himself get back to that. So I'm assuming, well, okay. So this is the song that spoke to me the most. I'm not going to make assumptions about him, but I'll tell you what it means to me. So when I was a kid, I learned in a weird way, just like through interactions and how people went through life, that I was very different. (laughs) And I worked really hard to adjust to that, to adjust to the world so that I wouldn't, it wouldn't be that hard on me. So I got good at school. I got good at certain things. but because I like developed a ton of different coping mechanisms and ways to basically go throughout life without having a t- like a lot of hard times, which is exhausting, but not as bad as it could have been. And so the lyrics, when he says, look who's inside again, went out f- to look for a reason to hide again. Well, well, buddy, you found it. Now come with your hands up. We've got you surrounded. So he says at the beginning, but he also says it at the end, I think. Mm-hmm. And and that's after the spotlight is put on him. And I think he's naked. I think that's the part where yeah, it says yeah, it yeah. again. Um, and it made me think of how much I have reverted to my childhood self. Um, but like not even the, the self that had to create those coping mechanisms. Me- whoa, mechanisms. But the one that didn't have them. So because everything I created to cope with my life didn't work anymore because I had never figured into my life that we would be isolated yeah, (laughs) and I wouldn't have those things. I wouldn't have my commute to keep me 
on schedule. I wouldn't have people at work to help me uh, regulate how I talk to people. Like I didn't have all these things. And so that, that led me to seek therapy. (laughs) And then after that, I was like, well, I have somebody to talk to. I think it'll be fine. But then I got diagnosed with a tons, tons of shit. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, which was such a mixed bag for me because it was very nice to know what was happening to me because I mean, there's weird shit going on in my brain. And I didn't realize until I started telling people that they were like, that's never happened to me. And I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I, I completely, uh, I don't know. This, this special has done so much like the, the whole, the whole, uh, I, I really like how this ending song goes back a lot. And it just made me think of, uh, or like just wraps everything up. Cause it mentions all the other songs, um, but one thing I forgot was the, like the video game scene mm. where he's like playing himself, which is like, uh, derealization because you're not, uh, I mean, it is him playing him like he's on an outsider's perspective, which is, uh, like you said, it's something that I feel like I have experienced, but until you say it to someone, like when I was explaining it to you and I was explaining it to my roommates, they were like, yeah, I don't, I don't know what the hell that is, bro. <laughs> Maybe yeah. you need to look up what derealization is. Um, but yeah, this, yeah. this is a good, this is good. <laughs> well, then, like you're saying, because it, like you said, it, it, even though, it, even though it was nice to know what it was like you can have a name for it you understand what it is there's definitions the fact that you can search it online even if you do it like a million times like i do Mm -hmm. you still can go back to it and it'll be the same but it still felt like you were caught and you were being surrounded because people were like well this is weird you're you know like because then you're like well is there anything else wrong with me like will this get worse like there's all these things that feel like there's a spotlight put on you because i i truly (laughs) wasn't the person that I thought I was. And especially, I mean, I don't know if it's the same with derealization, but at least with like just the shit I was going through, I, it was weird to have a therapist tell me or just have an outside person tell me exactly how my brain works. Because I always thought, oh, that's unique to me. And they're like, no, it's because your brain is built different or it's because you have some sort of chemical imbalance. So that was just very strange that all these quirks that I thought was like unique about me, it was actually, it was not and that a lot of people experience it. Yeah. And I even remember thinking that I felt bad. Like when I made an appointment for therapy, I was like, I feel bad because I don't think I really need it. And after my first few appointments, (laughs) I don't know if I've said this, but I guess I can say it Uh, for the sake of putting being vulnerable, like Bo was, but after the first few appointments I was diagnosed with, I was like, maybe I'll have like depression or something that feels okay. But I was diagnosed with ADHD, depression, anxiety, PTSD, and insomnia, (laughs) just an entire list of shit. And I was like, Oh, okay. Um, and so, I mean, if hopefully that helps somebody, if they don't feel like they need to go to therapy, you probably should. Um, Yeah. And it was just so scary to know. And I guess to look back on myself, realizing that I'd lived with those things untreated for 23 years. 
Yeah. And so there's a few, the reason I, I love this special is because there's a few moments that I really hate that I know because I can now attribute these issues that I'm having and the stuff that I deal with every day, I can attribute it directly to a mental illness or to my disability. And aside from medication, there's n- like the scariest part is not just knowing that, but knowing that there's nothing I can do to change it. And there are a few dark moments where I had that, I guess, quote unquote, funny feeling that all of this was for nothing and that there was no hope. But then I did get through it and I, I always will. I mean, I have a therapist. I, I like, I'm very lucky in a lot of ways. Um, and so that's why I also love the ending because like, especially when he's like looking at himself when he gets outside. So like, that was my outside moment where I was diagnosed and I knew what I was and I was, I went outside for the first time, the spotlight was on me and then I wanted directly to go back in. I was like, I don't, I know what what this is, but then as soon as I acknowledged it, I was like, fuck, I don't want, I, I'd rather, I wish I didn't know. Um, (laughs) and then when he's watching that and he's like, kind of just staring at it and then he ends with a little smile. I loved that because he finally feels like something that he made is is good and he likes it and he's ready to go outside. And I think that's exactly the exactly picture not pictures that exactly captures how I feel now that I like who I am right now even like despite and in, well, I don't know how to use those two terms, but basically, even though I have all this shit that I have to deal with, I still like who I am. And I still like, I don't, nothing is taken away from me because of that. And I've worked really hard to build these new ways to cope and, you know, just go in therapy, all that shit. And I am ready to go outside. There you go. What a, what a good note. Yeah. Dang. Uh, visually, <laughs> this movie is amazing. <laughs> or, it really is. Uh, it's it's good. I'm glad we talked about it. Me too. I have not seen a therapist, so I'm not going to claim <laughs> that I do have derealization, but I've I've uh, I feel like I've or I resonate with a lot of the things that comes with derealization or even depersonalization i mean even if that's not it i think that could that's a good way to enter into to be like yeah this is a symptom that i need to look at yeah you know what i mean because it could it could stem from so like from my experience they she told me that she's like you definitely have depression and anxiety but it's because you have untreated adhd so you could have that but it could be because of something that's not that you haven't been treating. So like my anxiety and my anxiety and depression comes from the fact that I hadn't, I I basically just had, like I said, all these, all these ways to cope with living. And then it wasn't working anymore because I'd been doing it for so long. I see. So maybe that's why is that like, at least for me, quarantine had broken, broken down so many things that I had used to cope and maybe it's same for you too. Like you would use other things to be able to not feel that way. And then now it was taken away from you. Maybe. I like, really like have no idea. Special, he was, he wanted to, he was ready to go out and perform again. Yeah. And then he worked so hard to get to that point and it was taken away. I'm glad we, I'm glad he made this and this is what, 
came out of it. And I loved that. I think it was like a day after he, after it was released, he posted a tweet that where he was outside. Yeah. I like that a lot. Yeah. Smart. Very smart. So he's so good. He's such a Genius. good creator. I don't know how you say. Yeah. Good. Great creator. Good comedian. Yeah. It's, 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 I think it's a lot more than a special. If you haven't seen it, I highly recommend. I, if I, not, at the very least for the music. Yeah, I was going to say for the music. Very good. All of all of them bops. Hopefully they put on they put it on Spotify. I doubt that they will. But I'll well, listen to it all the time. I'll buy the vinyl when it eventually comes out, you know. It will. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. All right. Are you ready? I am ready to connect some people. Ooh, can't wait to see who I pick. <laughs> I picked Dave Batista. Oh my god. Oh my god. Well, we're gonna we're gonna tie. I already know it. Cause my well, obviously it's Bo Burnham. Okay. Let's put some time on the clock. We'll see you there. Okay, so <laughs> I picked Dave Batista. I, honestly, I did no research. Absolutely no research. I cannot believe this just didn't come to you, though. Okay. Very mad. The reason I'm just going to make a guess because the way you're saying this, maybe he's in it. So originally I was going to go because Bo Burnham's in Promising Young Woman. I only know that because I was looking at his Instagram earlier today and I saw that he posted that. I was like, well, he's in that. Mm -hmm. I was going to try to go like Aslan Bree and then something... We'll go to the MCU. I don't know. But then I remember Dave Bautista's in Stuber. Is Bo Burnham in, in Stuber? Is that your guess? Yeah, that's my guess. I have no, nothing else. Not. Damn. Right, are you ready for the answer? Well, I mean, not that I know of. You can look it up, but I don't think he is. Okay. All right. So Bo Burnham. Right, look that up first. I want to verify because I want to have this slam dunk moment on you. I can't believe you didn't think about this. Oh, no, he's not, but... Nope, shut up. All right, so Bo Burnham is in The Big Sick with Kumail Nanjiani. Kumail Nanjiani is in Stuber with Dave Bautista. You are the dumbest. It all goes back (laughs) to Stuber, I think. It really does. That's why I was like, that's why I thought you picked him. No... (laughs) I didn't do any research. I know, but I that instantly came to my head. I can't believe you didn't think about that. All right, so do you want yeah, to know get what it, you're I'm watching? Stupid. Um, yeah, what's what are you watching? I was gonna pick something that you might like, but because of that, because you disrespected Stuber, you're gonna watch a Cinderella story on HBO Max. <laughs> <laughs> I do I feel like I've seen that before. Have you? If you have, then you can watch. Um, the sequel. <laughs> uh, oh, Hillary Dove. I feel like I've seen this with... I don't know. We'll just say you that I have You can pick. There's like four, but you can do the first one, or you can do the one with Selena Gomez. Regina King is in that? Yeah. It's actually not bad. I think you might like it. I'll watch it. I don't give I mean, a damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay. Right. And... Dummy. My pick for next week is Saint Maud. 
on uh, Hulu and Prime. Mm-hmm. And Sling, if you have that, or Philo. I don't know. I don't know what those are. <laughs> Just the options. Yeah. Uh, DVD, Blu-ray. You really could if you wanted to. All right. I'm excited about that one. A24, that's all I know. Religious yeah. shit. Came out this year, January 29th. Mm-hmm. Didn't all make right. a whole lot, but... Well, it was supposed to come out before quarantine. Yeah. I think it was supposed to come out like the week after or something. That's rough. Yeah. What are you going to do? Episode 81, same mod. Thanks for listening. See ya. If you need help, go get help. Mental help. (laughs) Oh, yeah. We can put some resources in the description. Let's do that. Yeah, we'll do that. All right. See ya. Bye.